You are listening to the Wesley Seminary Podcast out of Wesley Seminary at Iowa. Your host today is Dr. Aaron Perry, Assistant Professor of Pastoral Care. Gang violence, literacy and education challenges, single parent homes, those were the kinds of problems that our guest really wanted to run into and help make a difference in in his city. Joining us is Troy Evans. Troy is one of the uh, speakers here at the gathering, and he's also the lead pastor at the Edge Church in Grand Rapids, which is a hip hop church. And when I started reading about this, uh, Pastor Troy, I thought, man, I got to share this idea. I got to share what you guys are doing in Grand Rapids with our listeners. So oh, thank, thank you, you for joining us, and thanks for being here. No, thank you. All right, uh, let's just jump right in. Yep. Uh, your church seeks to address challenges that, to be honest, can be fear-inducing, that can induce concern, anxiety, not just for Christians, but really in the wider culture, right? Yeah. I named mm-hmm. a number of them. Viol- gang violence, literacy, single-parent homes, like absent dads. Uh, but really, all those problems were part of the rationale for why you developed another church in Grand yeah. Rapids, mm-hmm. a church that, or an area that certainly has a bunch of churches, but you're like, we need a church that's making a difference in some of these problems that are still here. Um, how did you become convinced that another church was necessary? Well, I guess it's, it's, it has multiple prongs. I guess I would say, I think it was uh, John Eldridge. He said something like, you know, your, your greatest passion often comes from your deepest hurt. Um, and so for me, it was just that I'm, I was one of those kids. I was one of those dudes on the street that, quite frankly, the church ignored. But they didn't know what to do with me other than point their fingers and tell me to take off my hat and pull up my pants. And so for that, I was like, well, man, if, if I if I now that I'm a, I became a Christian, um, I wonder if I if I could reach those that are that are that are similar to me. But it was a specific thing that happened was my my nephew um, was brutally murdered. And, uh, you know, the, the, the streets don't talk, so they, they never caught caught the person. And uh, but I just felt like the church didn't have an answer. And then I was a part of the church. And I, I, don't, I don't like just talking crap. And not doing nothing, so I said, "Well, how can we be effective in reaching um, in reaching uh, people like my nephew and myself?" And uh, so we, we 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 set out to, to talk to some crazy people, and a dude uh, Wayne Schmidt and my guy uh, Dennis Jackson and Mark Gorbett all said, "Let's do it." And so that's what we did. We we decided to plant plant the edge. Um, and that would that would relevantly reach the hip hop culture for Christ without without excuses. Talk to us about about hip hop. I'm just going to start with a really uh, a softball question. Yeah. What is hip hop? Yeah. So hip hop is a culture, you know, um, and it ain't going nowhere. It is it is one of the, the cultures, um, one of the few cultures that have impacted every place on the planet. Uh, the way we dress, the way we the slang, the language is all becoming merged into the music um it's all being being all impacted by this subculture hip-hop and hip-hop has different elements i won't go into all of them but uh, it has music you know, which we often refer to rap music or whatever you have your graphium or graffiti or it's arts you know it has arts it has its own language you know um it has its own um wisdom and in, 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 um, um folk knowledge i guess you can call it that's always something that a culture would have, and, and that's that's what it is. Um, forget what you see on television. It's something that's been around, and it all started um, um, based on doing gang prevention intervention. There was violence in the inner city, and then also landlords were basically taking advantage of people in the city, and some young kids got tired of it. 
and they just decide to do something about it. That's how hip hop started. That's what hip hop hip hop is. So how does hip hop inform your church? It's music, mm-hmm. maybe it's leadership structure, uh, the ministry that you do. How does hip hop inform the edge? Well, you know, the, the premise of hip hop is love, um, fun, love, having fun and peace and unity. That's hip hop. That's that's the those are the main components, and we're like, well, that could be biblical. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we can reconcile that in the text. So it's like, well, how, how do we do that? So the way that it informs it that way, and way it practically has arms and feet, is that we run everything through the grid of one of the gospel in those in those in those pieces. Um, and so we don't, for us, we don't we don't we don't do any secular hip hop. We say our God is a creator, so why do we have to steal? We don't. So we just build a studio and have. Christian producers produce. And so the way that we do our music, um, uh, I would say 95% of our music is rap, uh, worship music. But we just take songs like Awesome God and mess them up real good, you know, and uh, remix them. So give us those those kind of foundational core elements again. Love, fun, peace. Unity. And unity. Yeah. yeah. I definitely think that there's probably a place that we could read those out of the biblical text Absolutely. And, and try and practice mm-hmm. them yeah. in our in our local churches. One of the things that stood out to me whenever I was reading about The Edge is you've got people, you've got young students, teens around you that are willing to walk and be part of your church, right? Yeah. They don't have parents who are dragging them to church. Mm. They're coming out and being part of that church. Tell us what, how, what does that do to a church community to have that kind of vibrancy? Yeah. So, you know, we know that, you know, I, I, I do church planting all over the place and we plant churches. Most of your, your churches, even our church plants are for people 35 and older. Look at the way it looks, the way it smells, the decoration, what's talked about from the pulpit. Um, what happens when you do a church, you flip it upside down? You say, well, what if the church is designed for younger people? Um, they might want to be there. And then it, what it does is not only are they there and they're attending, but they actually take charge. You know, our oldest people are 30 years, 32 years old that, that run everything. The average 18 and 20 something, they do everything, you know, they operate budgets, they do that. So that becomes attractive for other people, you know, and then they start telling others and they say, well, we can actually come here and break stuff. We can come here and we can actually go and chill. We can be, be there watching movies. We can, we can be there two, three o'clock in the morning um, in the music studio. Yeah. So I think it becomes a, a safe place. Um, there's a thing called the Poi developmental assets. Um, this is a sociological study that says, that talks about the, the health and the success of a student. Well, one of the things inside of it says, do you have this that, that will guarantee or give greater opportunity for a student to be successful is if they have a place in their community where they, a safe place to go in the community, a beachhead. And we're saying like, man, that, does, that doesn't exist in the hood. And so the church could be that. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. And so we're saying it becomes a safe place where students literally are walking, shocking as small as three years old, are walking in our parking lots with no shoes on by themselves. And we're saying, man, could we be available for them? And then they're inviting other kids. Before you know it's 10 or 12 of them coming there asking for snacks and, and money. So <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty sweet. Now, I want to kind of maybe bring this down to a personal level and give you a chance to speak to, to other pastors who are sure. listening in. Uh, because there's, if there's one sense of language that really communicates across pastoral ministry is that we encounter people who are in need. Yeah. People that are in need emotionally, Absolutely. spiritually, physically, mentally. And that can be draining. Uh Pastoral ministry and leadership is draining, and it's even more draining when facing issues like you've mentioned, gang violence, literacy, and education, single-parent homes. Like I said, the language of need is goes across. People might not yeah. – pastors might not be facing those problems in particular, but they, they are facing need. problems. Yeah. How do you, Pastor Troy, yeah. stay filled up? How do you stay vibrant in ministry so it's not just – so that the drain isn't just leaving you empty. Yeah. But how do you keep getting filled up? How do you kind of block that so that you're not yeah. getting so, empty? So I suck at it. 
Um, but you know, when I when I do hit the mark, I would say it's when I'm I'm listening to my body. You know, my body is often tells me what's happening with my mm. soul. Mm. You know, I just start breaking down, man. I start doing that. So when when I do do that and I respond, as I start to see some of those things, I think the things one of the things that I, we take serious dog days, um, days alone, alone with God. So all of our staff they get paid day off once a month to just go and do nothing to do that. So I I have to do that. I have to live it first. Um, often annually, actually, I sit down and I look at my what I have on my plate, and then I say, well, what does God put on my plate, and what did I put on my plate? Mm. And then even the things, and I have to remove stuff because I only have so many slots that I can fill. Um, and so I, I do that, and then I'll say, lastly, it's my schedule. I'm, I'm, I, I am, I am, I'm not good with my schedule. What I, what I mean by that is that I will give it, I will, I will give it away. I'll give God's time away to places I shouldn't. Mm. So then I have to, I have accountability. I just so happen to have an assistant. Before I had an assistant, my wife would help me and manage, help me, and they would block out time. So literally, if I show you my calendar now, you'll see it. It's time that I would say once every quarter, I'll sit down and say, Amanda. I need for you to take this morning. Don't set me any appointments until afternoon. Because I got to take care of my body and I got to take care of my soul. And, and there's nothing there but me, me taking care of my body and my soul until afternoon. And everybody else can wait. Pastor Troy, uh, I think it's it's really encouraging uh, what you're doing. It's really interesting what you guys are doing uh, at the edge. Let me finish up with this question. Let's say that some of what you have shared uh, is resonating with somebody listening in. And they're like, you know what? We've got some problems in our own city in our town, whatever it is, that we think the church can be a solution to, but they're but they're not. There's an opportunity, right? Yeah. There's an opportunity there. Uh, what would you say to that person who's kind of got this visioning, just developing, just yeah. kind of burgeoning within them? What would you say to that person? A couple of things. One, I would say, shut up and listen. You know, it's just just the basics of exegeting a community. Shut up and listen. Go um, and, and 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 just listen to the community. Two, I would say, well, in order to listen. So listening, like just go and having conversations, talk to yeah. people who live there. Yeah, have, have conversations. Maybe I should say the first one thing first, and that is, is that be present and be in proximity. So for me, I, I change, no matter where I am in, in the world, literally, I change my barber shops, I change where I shop, I so, socially um, relocate. That's how you get in touch with people. That's how you can feel and hear the needs of the people instead of assuming what they need and what and, and that kind of thing. But just find yourself in close proximity with people, and then just do. As God is telling you, you're not going to get, you're not going to have 100 percent of the of the vision. You get two percent of it, and you're pretty sure of that rock on the two two percent of it, and then then God will take care of the rest. Pastor Troy, thanks so much for joining us in the podcast today. Thank you for having me, man. It's been dope. I hope that uh, I hope that our listeners kind of resonate with what you're doing. I love reading about the Edge Church. I love uh, just having this, sharing this time, reading about yep. it, developing these questions, seeing what you guys are doing. And and it was, I mean, whenever you talk to me about uh, peace, uh, peace, love, fun, unity, I was like, man, there's something attractive about that. And yeah. There's something that attracted me to talk to you and about and about your church that I found really attractive as well. And I hope that some of that can be emulated. That that we're not about this alone. We're not yeah, in spiritual leadership. We're not tackling this alone. There's a bunch of people that are about Absolutely. it. And God's spirit is still calling people. Is still empowering people. Woo. And we can be. Uh, it's the enemy that, that convinces us that we're isolated. That's right. And that we're alone. And we have to watch out for ourselves. Yeah. So thanks for giving us a different narrative, giving sure. us a different story, a different example. Thanks for having me. Uh, listeners, I hope it's been encouraging to you too. Uh, we we uh, 
If you're here at the gathering, we hope that you are accessing some of the resources here. If you're not, if you weren't able to, to attend the gathering, we hope that this is an encouragement to you, that you were able to take part of some of what uh, we learned here. Uh, I also hope that you'll avail yourself of the other Wesley Seminary podcast episodes as well. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great day. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under the name Wesley Seminary.